Hey, Lighthouse Niagara family, this is Pastor Joel Sloss. I hope that the message you received today blesses you so, so much. Hey, great to have you with us today. And uh, once again, just a big welcome to the, the studio audience here. And <laughs> so uh, tonight, I want to get right into it. If you haven't caught the previous three sessions, uh, make sure you, you uh, look into that. Uh, ready, set, go, uh, sharing light or life with others. And basically it comes down to sharing Christ with others. And um, so we're going uh, over the main focus and emphasis of who Jesus is in the, the Gospels that need to be presented. Gospel means good news. And so this good news of Jesus in uh, the life of the believer or unbeliever and truly uh, it's amazing as we recognize this, especially as, as believers, we can minister life to others. We can minister Jesus to others. So uh, today we're going to be focusing in on uh, the, the gospel of Luke. Uh, some of the passages, I'm going to start right off with uh, one passage from Luke. And uh, there'll be some that are uh, from other um, books as well. But we'll, we'll focus and rely heavily, heavily on the Word of God to, tonight. So, uh, if you have your Bibles, I uh, just want to have you turn to Luke chapter 3, verse 16. And uh, it's, it's kind of neat. Uh, we have John 3, 16, which uh, is, is such a powerful uh, verse, uh, talking about the love of God and giving His Son. And as we believe in Jesus Christ, we have eternal life. Uh, and so it gives a, a, a definite overview of the book of John. But similarly, here in, the, in, in Luke, Luke 3, 16, we have the, the main focus of who Jesus is to be to us, or one aspect of who Jesus is to be with us. So it says, John answered, saying to all, this is John the Baptist, uh, who was a forerunner of Christ and was baptizing people, I... Uh, in, in water, he says, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So um, as a pastor, I have baptized numerous people. Just the other week, we baptized uh, a number of individuals and... Um, I baptized in water. But here it says that Jesus will baptize us in the Holy Spirit and with fire and in fire. And so uh, this is something I, I can't baptize in the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's the Lord Jesus that baptizes in the Holy Spirit. So we're going to get into this a little bit more. And you might say, well, what does this have to do with ministering to others that I'm uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit? But uh, if a person and or if you, as a believer, um, desire to, to love the Lord, to help you to love the Lord by keeping His Word or by obedience to His Word, you want to have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit desires to help you to keep His Word. And with that help, uh, there is an indication of love to the Lord. So the Holy Spirit is there to help us. He is there to help us before the baptism of the Holy Spirit and especially 
uh, after being baptized in the Holy Spirit. So let's look at John 14 from verse 15 to 18. And uh, John 15, uh, uh, verse 15, 14 verse 15, uh, you'll probably recognize this verse. It says, if you love me, and this is Jesus talking to his disciples, and this is hours before he would be crucified. This was uh, the night uh, before he was crucified. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And you say, oh my goodness, this is, this is so hard to keep the commands of the Lord, all the commands of the Lord. And the Lord is saying, well, if you love me, keep my commandments. And most of us, we may stop right there. We, it's a short verse. We remember it. But look at what it says following that. It says, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, who, who would abide with us? Who is this helper? It is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So here's this aspect of the Lord saying, hey, if you love me, keep my commandments, but saying, I want to help you to love me. I want to help you so that you can keep my commandments. So we know if you try to keep the commands of the Lord in your own strength, you will struggle. It's just a matter of time before we, we slip up or we say, oh man, it's so hard to do. But the Lord is saying, I want to help you by the, the Holy Spirit that I'm going to send to you and give to you. And um, we receive uh, that, that portion or that... Uh, that stamp or that seal of the Holy Spirit upon us and, and comes in. But there is something that happens when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit that goes beyond even what happens at, at the point of salvation. And it is a distinct point after salvation. So if you need help in loving the Lord, the baptism in the Holy Spirit is there. The Holy Spirit is there to help. If you need help and you say, man, I wish I could be a better witness for the Lord Jesus Christ and onto the Lord Jesus Christ. It says in Acts 1 verse 8, it says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, to, in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And I like how it says to the end of the earth. Uh, there's definitely a time factor involved here. Uh, it's not just geographically to the ends of the earth, but also time-wise, right to the end of the earth, that the Holy Spirit is there to empower us to be witnesses unto the Lord. So we witness uh, of who we are, Lord, you, you are first in my life, and I'm going to serve you. There's a witness unto the Lord, and as there is that witness unto the Lord, there is a witness that automatically that comes to those that we may be around, wherever we may be, they will know. And the power of the Holy Spirit is there to help. Uh, if, if you are in need, if you desire for the fruit of the Spirit to grow and be evident in your life, uh, that already begins at the time of, of salvation, but especially as we allow the fullness of the Holy Spirit to, to be on us and work through us, there's an extending uh, and a, a growth of that fruit. And you say, Pastor, really? Uh, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 26. And I, I've mentioned this over the years, and this has hit me because oftentimes we stop uh, after we're finished these verses. We say, hey, well, this is the fruit of the Spirit. And I'm not talking your spirit. I'm talking the fruit. 
something growing within you of the Holy Spirit. And uh, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against such there is no law. So there's nine, these nine uh, pieces, if you would, uh, like a, an orange with nine uh, slabs in it, slices in it, uh, that are, are of the Holy Spirit growing in you at a time uh, as you give your life to the Lord. And it says, uh, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and lusts uh, or und and desires. So there's this thing of uh, crucifying in the flesh. But listen to the next verse, all right? And this is where when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, there is another uh, extent and there's a, an expanding and a, uh, an increase within you uh, of the fruit of the Spirit. It says, if, um, if we live in the Spirit, so we, you've been, you, you might say, well, when, at what point do I become alive in the Spirit? The moment you give your life to the Lord, you become alive in the Spirit. But look what the next part of this verse says. It says, if you live in the Spirit, if you're alive in the Holy Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And so there's this aspect of an, a, an extension of, of who the Holy Spirit desires to be to us in our walk with Him. And then we're talking daily. We're not just talking on a Sunday morning or uh, a Wednesday night or when we come to church, but we are talking daily, re regardless of where you're at and who you're with, the Holy Spirit desires uh, to, to be a part of your life uh, and, uh, and help you in your life. And so uh, this, this comes as we give our life to the Lord initially, but then also as we submit to the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Uh, so we submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and the command of, of Jesus Christ that we should be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Um, and another thing, if somebody comes to you and desires, and this is once again, these th three things, whether it's help to love the Lord uh, through obedience to his word, whether it's help to be a witness, or whether it's the need for the fruit of the Spirit to, to expand in a person's life. Uh, if they're coming to you and say, hey, listen, I'm having issue with this and that uh, regarding these things. I'm just not a witness, or, or I, I, I want to be a greater witness for the Lord. You desire or the baptism in the Holy Spirit to minister Jesus as the one that baptizes in the Holy Spirit is, is something that we can do as believers and it's something that that uh, people need to know uh, and that we can do is to share uh, this aspect of who Jesus is he is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit uh, for us to minister effectively in the body of Christ to minister to one another and to also to minister to those that are lost that don't know the Lord yet first Peter 4 verse 10 and 11 first Peter 4 10 and 11 it says as each one of you has received a gift minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God so, so here we're getting this gift and it's just because of the the graciousness of God in our lives just thank you Lord for for who who you are and this grace extended this gift to minister to others it says if anyone speaks so there's two aspects to this. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. So the things that we speak, we just wouldn't speak our own thing, but we would speak as those that have heard from the Lord and speak the things of God to others. So if anyone speaks, let him speak 
as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it with, as with the ability which God supplies. So you might say, well, what is God supplying to us? The ability that God supplies. Uh, I truly believe that the, as the one aspect of this, and, and we saw that in Jesus, as he began his ministry, he was empowered. He was endued with the, the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon him, and there was a work accomplished. And the Lord desires the same thing for us, to minister to others. So let him do it as we speak as oracles of God or as we minister. Let us do it with the ability which God supplies. So by the Holy Spirit, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be, belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. So basically, all of these things are very pleasing to the Lord. If you want to please the Lord and you want help to please the Lord, the baptism in the Holy Spirit is is the way to go and if somebody if you're if somebody is struggling in their walk with the lord the baptism in the, the holy spirit is one thing that you can uh direct them to and to share with them so part of it is to have a certain knowledge to have knowledge about this and a lot of people just they don't know this and so we share the knowledge of of Jesus Christ and him being the baptizer in the Holy Spirit so that a person can uh, come to the Lord to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to have these different things uh, helping them uh, or the Holy Spirit helping them uh, in their lives on a, on a daily basis. So um, just a, a point regarding the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, we cannot, a person cannot be baptized in the Holy Spirit unless they are first saved. And we'll see that as we get into the scriptures. We'll see that uh, people need to be bapt, uh, uh, saved from their sin, have faith in Jesus Christ before they can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So you can't receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit before you're saved. That's, it's not going to happen. So, and we'll see that with the scriptures that we, that we get into. So... Um, so there needs to be uh, some things done before the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the beautiful thing is, uh, hey, if a, hey, man, to have a person say, hey, I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, hey, are you saved? Have you given your life to Jesus? Have you asked him to forgive you of your sins? Have you allowed him into your life? You can share the gospel. The gospel needs to be shared before a person can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And it's a great opportunity as you're talking to somebody. You might be talking to an unbeliever about the help that you receive with the Holy Spirit in your life. And, and they say, man, that's what I want. I, I need some help in my life. And you can say, hey, listen, before that happens, you need to, uh, to be saved from sin. And the only one that can save you is Jesus Christ. So it, it is a good way uh, to, uh, to share the gospel with somebody at that point if they're not saved. So, can, some, can a person be baptized in the Holy Spirit without being, or first being saved? And as I already said, no, we need to be cleansed of our sin. We need to make Jesus our Savior before we can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So just a few passages very quickly. Uh, I want to read through them. Acts chapter 2 from verse uh, 37 and on. So just going from there. Uh, Acts 2, 37 says, Now when they had heard this, they were cut to their heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And they had just finished hearing uh, Peter speak of Jesus Christ 
and dying for them. And so it says they were cut to, the very, to their very heart. Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the, the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. If you read this passage in Acts chapter 2, the very first part of it talks about the fact that they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. This was the, uh, the disciples, followers of Jesus Christ, were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then Peter stood up and he, uh, as people came around, they heard this sound and they, they, they heard this, this commotion and they came running. And, and Peter, just having been baptized in the Holy Spirit, begins to preach about Jesus Christ. And he doesn't mince any words. And even as they heard it, this, it ends off with this passage of they, saying that they were cut to the heart and saying, what should we do? And they were, they were, Peter was saying, hey, this thing of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit is for you and for your children and those that are far off, even to this day and age. Um, another question. I'm just going to go through some questions and answers regarding the baptism and the Holy Spirit. And so we'll look at the scriptures that back these questions or the answers up. So the second question is, who baptizes in the Holy Spirit? Who's the one that baptizes us in the Holy Spirit? To be baptized in the Holy Spirit, well, who baptizes us in the Holy Spirit? And we read that right to begin with in Luke chapter 3, 16. And there's other passages where John the Baptist, he says, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I shall come or is coming, whose sandal strap I am unworthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. John was referring to the Messiah. He was referring to the Christ. He was referring to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. It's not man. It is Jesus Christ. So, do we have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit for salvation? So, if a person's not baptized in the Holy Spirit, are they saved? And there's some that would say, yeah, you have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, otherwise you're not saved. That is not the case at all. It, it says in Colossians 1, verse 19, it says, For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell in Jesus. And by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the, the blood of his cross. So we, we have this thing of reconciliation. Reconciliation is uh, having relationship either rest restored, a relationship that we should have, or to have relationship established. And so here, uh, this passage is saying that that in Christ, all the fullness of the Godhead should dwell in him. Like he was, Jesus was, was, was also God, God the Son. And it says that by him, through Jesus Christ, that there would be a, a, an establishing of relationship that could come through Jesus Christ as, as we believe, so that we can have relationship with God. So, and it, it says how, it says whether things on earth or things in heaven, this, this uh, all things can be reconciled to, to the Lord Jesus and to God the Father. Having made peace, so to have reconciliation means that things that were not right are made right and we can have uh, a peace 
between ourselves and God, and it says, through the blood of his cross. And so we're talking about Jesus dying on the cross for us, his blood being shed for us, and it is through that that we have peace with God, we are, have relationship with God. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. So what it's saying here in this passage here, it doesn't say anything about the baptism in the Holy Spirit to have reconciliation with God, to have our sins taken care of. Uh, There's no mention of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So we are made right with God before the baptism in the Holy Spirit as we place our faith in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross, his shed blood for us. So uh, do we need, do we have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit for salvation? No. Salvation happens first. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is something that should happen after you are are saved. All right, so who says that we should be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Who says this? Let's look at a few passages. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. This This is before, this is after he died on the cross He was buried, he rose on the third day, and this was before he ascended to heaven. So he was still on the planet for 40 days after uh, he was was crucified and he died and he rose again. He was on the earth for another 40 days. And uh, this is one of the things that he said before he left the planet. He says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city, that wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Now, at that point in time, uh, there were, most of the believers were right in the city of Jerusalem, in that area. There were not people, so Jesus is saying, come and wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's a, the promise of the Father, and we'll see that the promise of the Father is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's the promise of the Father, okay? So uh, when you have a good father, a perfect father saying, hey, I promise you this, we know, we are guaranteed that we can get it as we desire it, uh, this gift and this promise of the Father being the Holy Spirit. So we'll see that clarified in the next verse here, the next verse, uh, set of verses. This is Acts chapter 1 from verse 4 to 8. And it says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which, he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So Jesus is referring back to what he says in Luke chapter 4. Uh, just so if you're not aware, the person that, that was inspired to write the book of Acts is also Luke. And so um, he writes uh, as well in the inspiration, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that the promise of the Father is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. 
And so to wait, and, 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 and at that point, there's this discussion that goes on. Uh, and just before we get into this, this next set of discussion that they have, Jesus doesn't give it so much as an option. It's a command. And so I know a lot of times we see this as, well, yeah, it's optional whether I, I receive it or not. Now, once again, we know that we don't need the baptism of the Holy Spirit for, for salvation to make it to heaven. But this thing of the, the promise of the Father and the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a command that the Lord would have us follow. If we want to really minister to others, that we would do so in the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is to share life with them, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so they, they have a discussion. It says, therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. And I, I just, the last uh, year or bit, I, I recognize that, uh, especially in this time and uh, day and age, that there is a, a huge uh, thing politically and, and what's going on, and we, we, we want to become more political about what's happening around us, I'm telling you, not that we should become more political, but that we would become more spiritual, to be, to be empowered or to be spirit, or powerfully or power, empowered by the Holy Spirit, to be more spiritual in these times, uh, to, be an, to have an impact on others that don't know the Lord, to have impact on those that know the Lord and also those that don't. And so he says in verse 8, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So that is right, not just geographically, but as I mentioned earlier, it is uh, chronologically, right to the end of the earth, that the Holy Spirit is there for us to be empowered with as the Holy Spirit comes upon us, and we will be a witness unto the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord will be able to work through us. Um, another passage, maybe I'll just refer to this passage. Uh, Jesus said, uh, he says that there would be, as the Holy Spirit would come upon us, that there would be rivers of living water flowing from us. Rivers of living water. And I'll tell you, uh, the gospel is like a seed. And a seed needs to be, needs water to, to germinate. Uh, without water, a seed will not germinate. It needs moisture. And the Holy Spirit, as rivers of living water flow from us, this, this is so powerful. Uh, and after I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, it was amazing how many opportunities I had to lead others to the Lord, even as a teenager, uh, to lead others to the Lord. And it began to happen. And so I encourage those of you that really desire to see people come to Jesus, Get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Rivers of living water flowing from you to germinate the seed, even as you, you sow the seed of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit germinates that seed in the heart of the one that would receive it. They have opportunity to come to Jesus Christ. And I've seen that again and again. Just a few weeks ago, within three days, I had opportunity to leave four people to the Lord in three days. It just happened a few weeks ago. It was so exciting that week uh, as people came to know Christ and give their life to the Lord. And I truly attribute this to the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's not me so much as it is a natural outcome of the Holy Spirit flowing from you to minister to others. There will be setting up 
of situations for you to share Christ with others. Next question, how do we know we are baptized in the Holy Spirit? And I'll tell you, this one is very controversial. That question and answer is very controversial. Let's go to the scriptures and find out what happened when people got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2 from verse 1 to 4. It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Uh, they figure there was around 120 or so uh, together at that one in, in one place in, at one time. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. So it must have been a pretty extensive house where they were in, close to the temple, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. It says, Then they were, there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So they began to speak. You say, well, what do you mean speak with other tongues? Exactly what it says. They began to speak with other tongues, in other words, in other languages. And uh, if you go on in this, this, uh, from this verse, there's numerous, uh, I think there's 17 different uh, languages that, that are marked down, that were heard at that time by people that did not know those languages or had not learned those languages. They were Jews. Uh, they spoke Hebrew. They did not know these languages and, and so the people that were there in Jerusalem heard it and saying how do these people know our language we see that they're they're Jews how do they know our language so uh, they were actually speaking in other languages languages of men uh, in um, in first Corinthians 13 it talks about not just languages of men but of angels as well um, so this is in this instance we see that they began to speak with other tongues Acts chapter 10 from verse 44. Now this is now, uh, this, where this first uh, time that this is, we see this happening, it's in Jerusalem. Remember what Jesus said? He says, I want you to wait until you receive our power when the Holy Spirit will come upon you, that you will be witness unto me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. So we will see now um, in Acts chapter 8, there is uh, the same thing happening. Uh, it doesn't say, but it infers very strongly that something happened after they got saved. And fr from it, we can see that it was, or that it was the, the speaking in tongues, but it doesn't say it. But I want to read the passage where it actually talks about them speaking in tongues, because there's only five instances mentioned in the, in, the, in the book of Acts anyways. And uh, three of them, it says they spoke in other tongues. The other two, we recognize that they, they had spoken in tongues. Uh, it's inferred. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. So this is uh, Cornelius and his, his household and his servants. They were Romans. So they weren't Jews, they were Romans. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. So here it says they spoke with tongues, basically in other languages, and they were magnifying God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that, those, that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few days. So we see here 
that they, they heard the gospel, they got baptized in the Holy Spirit, they spoke with other tongues, and afterwards, there's this, they were astonished, like, how, how can this happen? And it says, hey, let's let's, that they would be baptized in water as well. So salvation, then the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then baptism in water. Usually it's salvation, baptism in water, and then baptism in the Holy Spirit. But it doesn't have to be in that order. Here we see that they can be baptized in the Holy Spirit even before they're baptized in water. You may say, well, did Jesus really say that we would speak with other tongues? And, and just before I go on, let me just, there's one more passage that I want to read from uh, regarding speaking in tongues. And that's in uh, Acts chapter 19 from verse 1. And this was uh, a group of disciples, followers of John the Baptist who were saved. And they just, they hadn't heard of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And it came, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. So it's a city called Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they were believers, followers of Christ. And he's asking, Have you received the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. They're saying, Paul, what are you talking about? We don't know. What, what do you mean, of the Holy Spirit? We don't, we don't know what you're talking about. And he said to them, into what, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. So when they got baptized they were, and became followers of Jesus Christ, or followers, believers in Christ, uh, at that point, they had only been baptized in water in John's baptism, which was a baptism of repentance. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So uh, Jesus had already come, uh, and he had already ascended, and uh, was in heaven. So this is, is possibly uh, several years or years later uh, after Jesus' ascension into heaven. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. In fact, I believe some are saying that this, this occurred about 20 years after um, Jesus was crucified and, and rose uh, and, and ascended to heaven. So um, let me read it again, verse 6. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So not just spoke with tongues, they also prophesied in this case. You, we see again that the sign that they were baptized in the Holy Spirit was that they spoke with tongues. Um, did Jesus say that we would speak in new tongues? And the answer is yes. And you might say, where is that found? Mark chapter 16. Uh, and this is in new tongues. So we're not just talking any tongue in English. I'm speaking English, but in, in a tongue that you would not have learned. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. We're talking about believing in the gospel. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. So have authority over demons as a believer. As we believe in Jesus and believe and in Jesus' name we will cast out demons. And then the second point here. In verse 17 is they will speak with new tongues new tongues so it says those who believe 
in Jesus' name, they will speak with new tongues. So we see here, this is Jesus speaking. This is not Paul writing about it. This is Jesus speaking about the fact that, that uh, we would speak with new tongues. This is not mentioned, or it wasn't mentioned in Luke chapter 24. Um, Matthew doesn't mention it, but we see here Mark saying that, the, that they would be baptized, or Jesus says they will be baptized in the Holy Spirit or they will speak with new tongues. It is referring to the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I like the fact that it's, that it's Jesus speaking here saying they will speak with new tongues because people have no problems with being baptized in the Holy Spirit but they do have problems when it comes to speaking in tongues, like, ah, oh, I'm not sure about this tongues bit. Um, but here Jesus says they will speak with new tongues. Praise God. Uh, there's so many be benefits to speaking in tongues aside from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We see it's very necessary. That's a whole other topic of discussion uh, is why speaking in tongues uh, it is a powerful thing to, that we would do on a regular basis. Uh, what hinders the baptism in the Holy Spirit? What would hinder a person from receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit? Um, and just take a look, as I mention these things, where these things would come from, okay? First of all, uh, possibly fear. I'm afraid of this baptism in the Holy Spirit, this tongues thing there might be a thing of fear. Secondly, there might be a thing of, of pride. It's like, oh, I'm not going to speak in tongues. Uh, I'll, I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want the power of the Holy Spirit, but not, not tongues. Like, I don't want to be embarrassed or, uh, uh, you know, is, is something going to happen to me and I'm going to embarrass myself or whatever. Uh, so there's this aspect of possible pride. Uh, thirdly, and we read that in, in uh, Acts chapter 19, they didn't know about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so there's this thing of ignorance. That just, I just don't know. And so that's another thing that would be uh, of, uh, would hinder the baptism of the Holy Spirit because there's no knowledge of it. Uh, fourth, uh, it could be indifference. I, ah, it's not that important. I really don't. You know, this command that Jesus made, I, I don't think it's that important. So there's this, this aspect of indifference uh, regarding the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the need for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so they just say, oh, I can, I can be a witness without the, without the baptism in the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit, without the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, and not to say that you can't, but I've seen when it comes to the effect of once a person is baptized in the Holy Spirit, as they are that, that witness onto the, the, that person that doesn't know the Lord, there's, a, there's an amazing thing of not just the opportunity to share the gospel, but also the effect, the, the, the response to the gospel as that seed is planted with the germination of, the, of that rivers of living water coming. Um, and we see that in Acts chapter 2, I didn't re refer to, but at the very end of the chapter, we recognize that there were literally thousands of people there. And in one session, 3,000 people got saved. When Peter spoke that very first time, in the power of the Holy Spirit, 3,000 people came to know Jesus and there was no miracle done other than the people were speaking in tongues. They're saying, well, what's this? And then he preached the gospel and there were 3,000 people that got added to the body of Christ in one day. So this is powerful. This is extremely powerful. Um, 
there was not a, a miracle necessarily done that, hey, wow, you know what, we see this power of God in miracles. Here we see, uh, we just hear people praying in tongues uh, or speaking in tongues, and then the word is being presented, and there's a response to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, another thing that uh, we recognize that Jesus, uh, or when it comes to uh, hindrances, um, let me ask you this question. Who benefits the least from somebody being baptized in the Holy Spirit? Or who would not want you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? The creature that would not want you baptized in the Holy Spirit is Satan himself. We recognize that as Peter was baptized in the Holy Spirit, one man who 50 days before had denied Jesus three times, so I don't even know Jesus, now was standing in front of thousands preaching and saying, hey, you, you guys crucified Christ. And here this man who denied Jesus, so I don't even know him, uh, 50 days later in the power of the Spirit speaks the gospel and 3,000 people are added in one day, in one morning session uh, as he preaches the gospel. So the, the creature or being that does not want you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit is Satan himself. The last thing he wants, and that's why there's such questioning or confusion or pride or indifference or this thing of ignorance or just of rejection. I know I'm not accepting that. These are all things that Satan would want to have happening in our life. Don't receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God is saying, Jesus is saying, here's a promise of the Father. Jesus is saying, he's commanding to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So who would want us not to follow the commands of Jesus? It would be the things of our own flesh and Satan himself to say, don't get baptized in the Holy Spirit. The amazing thing is, we have entire denominations that say that was for 2,000 years ago. It is not for today. And I beg to differ. Uh, usually people that are saying that have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit. They don't know really what they're speaking of. And those that are baptized in the Holy Spirit, uh, they recognize the importance of of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Was Jesus baptized in the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. Mark 1, verse 7, uh, it says, uh, and he preached saying, this is John the Baptist, there, one, there, there comes one after me who is mightier than I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to stoop down and loose. I indeed baptize you with water, but he will be baptized, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven, you are my, my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus like a dove, came upon him gently. Immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness and he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan and was with the wild beasts and the angels ministered to him. So the very first thing is that the Holy Spirit then drove him, led him and drove him into the wilderness. And Jesus said, yes, I'm going, I'm going with you, Holy Spirit. And he was there for 40 days. Uh, tempted by Satan. So the, one, the very first confrontation is against Satan, and Jesus overcame Satan easily. Um, 
in the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says, and Peter here is talking to Cornelius and his family, as we referred to earlier from Acts chapter 10. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. That's why I say, who really doesn't want for you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? It is Satan himself, the devil. And here, Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit, is coming against uh, the, the, those that are oppressed and, and chained and, 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 and in bondage uh, by the enemy. And uh, there is this thing of the healing of those, the setting free of those in the power of the Holy Spirit. Is this something that the Father would want us to have? And just it says in Luke eleven thirteen, 13, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? In Luke 24, verse 49, it says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And I read earlier from Acts chapter 1, verse 4, he says, And he commanded them, to wait, not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with, with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Praise God. So this is of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ saying, hey, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Be baptized. It's something that the Father would want you to have. It's a promise from him. Listen, uh, if you are ministering uh, uh, the, the Holy Spirit to others. Once again, you and I cannot baptize somebody in the Holy Spirit, but just as, as Pete or, uh, Paul uh, spoke to the, the followers, uh, the disciples of John in Ephesus, it says he laid hands on, on, him, on them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. One thing that we can do is pray for a person to be baptized in the Holy Spirit as they're willing to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and that there would be a laying on of hands and that they would have the opportunity to come uh, to, to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. So we can do that. We can pray uh, for those uh, that are saved to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So one thing that you might want to do as you pray is you may, you may uh, 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 pray that the person would submit to Jesus Christ, to allow Jesus to be baptized. Jesus will never force you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit so that there would be a willingness, a submission to Jesus Christ to baptize them in the Holy Spirit. When I baptize people in water, I, I don't grab them and force them and dunk them on the water. And the same thing, Jesus doesn't grab you and force you and, and make you be baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's something that we need to do willingly or we say, yes, I, I want that. Uh, so that there would be a submitting to Jesus to baptize in the Holy Spirit. And that, that if there's any fear, any pride, or anything that would hinder, that those things would be removed. And that we would then pray, Jesus, baptize them. And even, or as the person would pray, you can ask the person just to ask the Lord Jesus to baptize them in the Holy Spirit. Because the Lord desires to baptize them in the promise of the Father, which is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I would just end with one last thing, and I want to end with this. Um, once you are filled with the Holy Spirit, don't make the mistake that I, I made. Just, I just, oh, I, you know, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I spoke in other tongues. This was when I was 14. And uh, then I never spoke in tongues. I didn't make it something that I did on a regular basis. And that was to my detriment. And it wasn't until almost 20 years later, more than 20 years later, that I recognized that that's something that I should do 
daily. 1 Corinthians 13, uh, 14, verse 15, I believe. Uh, Paul says, I, I pray in tongues more than you all. And he's not boasting there. He's saying, he's, he's indicating how important it is that we take time to pray in the Spirit. And I'm not talking about praying in the Spirit around others, but on our own. When we get to be on our own somewhere that we would pray in the Spirit, there is such benefit in it. Um, in Ephesians 6, verse 18, um, it talks about praying, making supplication in the Spirit. Um, it says, uh, it says, verse 17, it says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And let me just say this. Praying in the Spirit is praying the Word of God because the Holy Spirit is unctioning your spirit what to pray. And so you're, as you are unctioned by the Holy Spirit, you begin to pray in another language. And it is according to how the Holy Spirit would have you pray. So it is praying the Word of God. So, uh, and we see it in the very next verse. Uh, verse 18, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. So pray regularly in the Spirit. Make supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this and with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So um, I like uh, the King James Version where there's a, a colon. So one side is equal to the other. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God on one side, which is equal to prayer in the spirit when we pray in the spirit we are taking up the sword of the spirit and we are uh, doing damage against the enemy that is another reason why satan doesn't want you to be baptized in the holy spirit and speaking tongues regularly because you are taking the sword of the spirit just as if you would take the word and you stand on the word of god this is another form of prayer to pray it with understanding is praying in english for me but to pray in the Spirit is in another language according to the Holy Spirit. You are praying the Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit. Very powerful in doing spiritual warfare. Let's just close in prayer. Lord, I just pray that uh, we would be able to minister to those that are, are not filled with the Holy Spirit, that we would share with them the importance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and uh, the importance of it being the, for us to be to love the Lord with all our heart and and to be a witness unto the Lord Jesus wherever we may go, and in it to be a witness to others, Lord. I pray that there would be a, uh, uh, an empowering of each and every one uh, in, the, in the Holy Spirit. Those that have not been baptized, they would be baptized by you, Lord Jesus, with the promise of the Father, and to have the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives, rivers, living water flowing through them. We, we pray this in Jesus' name. Lord, uh, in the days that we have ahead of us and the, the, day, the time that we have before you return, let us uh, move in the power of the Holy Spirit that many will come to know you yet before your return. Lord, we pray for an army that is fully uh, 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 equipped, Lord, not just defensively, but offensively as well with the sword of the Spirit. Lord, in Jesus' name, the power of the Holy Spirit upon us, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, let it be at this time. We just pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful uh, day. And uh, uh, seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Come to Jesus. He is the one that baptizes in the Holy Spirit. And also to minister uh, the, the baptism in the Holy Spirit to others as you let them know. And even as you would pray for them, do it. The Holy Spirit will be a blessing in their lives as he is in yours. God bless you. Have a great day.
Hey, Lighthouse family, thanks so much for tuning in to another one of our podcast sermons. I'm Pastor Joel Sloss. For more podcasts, media, and live stream services at lighthouseniagara.com, Sundays at 10 o'clock. God bless.